Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of the Lord and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord and the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of understanding and the Spirit of the knowledge of the Lord. That makes us of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. It will make us of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we want to say thank you for tonight. We are grateful. Our hearts are filled with joy for your work in us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 11, the Bible says that there shall come forth the rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. You understand that Jesus was the son of David according to the flesh. When God told David that I will make you a house, he was talking about the dynasty or the succession of kings from David till Christ. And uh, actually, the king God had in mind originally for Israel was David that prefigured or pre-shadowed or that was a type of Christ. You know, the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament. So everything that happens in the Old Testament, you have the reality in the New. And so the king was David. King David never lost any battle. He was a type of Christ. But Jesus sprang out of the seed of David. So he says, a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Jesse is David's father. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. He's talking about Jesus. And then he says in verse 2, that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And the spirit of counsel and might. And the spirit of the knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Then the Bible says that when these seven spirits of God, which are actually no other strange spirit, it's just the same Holy Spirit pouring forth a specific glory of God or shedding forth an anointing according to the manifold glory or manifold grace of God. When these seven manifestations of the Holy Spirit or the seven spirits of God comes upon Jesus, the Bible says it will make him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is only one. But we have the spirit of understanding 
And we have the spirit of wisdom. And we have the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of lordship. Ruach Adonai. Then we have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, it's like having a balanced diet. And in that meal, you have nutrients, vitamins, you know, you have the carbohydrates, you have the fibers. So in the spirit of God, you have the spirit of wisdom. Then you have the spirit of understanding. Then you have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You have the spirit of counsel and you have the spirit of might. Do we have these things in the New Testament? Yes. That you be strengthened with all might in the inner man by his spirit. What the spirit of might does is that it gives you might. What the spirit of wisdom does is it gives you wisdom. What the spirit of the knowledge of God does is that it gives you the knowledge of God. Now let's explain this clearly. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. We can start from verse 13 and let's look at what is there. Now, he's talking about Jesus, in whom also ye trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Did you hear that? Now, he's talking to people who have received Christ. And the day they received Christ, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. They got the Holy Spirit. Actually, you cannot be born again without having the Holy Spirit. Because he actually even gives birth to you. And... The Jesus that comes to live in you is actually the Holy Spirit. So, when Jesus comes to live in you, the Bible says the Lord is that Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually lives in you. So, it said when you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see it? So, they already have the Holy Spirit. But then he started to ask that God would give them the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Is that different from the Holy Spirit? Now, if they already have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, then it would be superfluous for Paul to pray again. Now let's read on and see what I'm talking about. Look at the next verse. Which is the earnest, the arabon, the down payment, the foretaste. Did you see that? The word there, the earnest, earnest is what, like, you have a contract and then you make a first payment. A first installment. That's an earnest. So he's saying that the Holy Spirit, which came as a seal, is our earnest, is our down payment, is the first part of our inheritance. Of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So at new birth, what you receive is the down payment. But then the full payment comes. Now if the Holy Spirit himself is our down payment, what shall the full payment be? Of course, the fullness of God. Now, in the book of Ephesians, just as in any part of the Bible, you see a progression of revelation. So in chapter 1, he started with a down payment. By the time he ended chapter 3, he said we will be filled with all the fullness of God. Obviously, there is no baby that is full of all the glory of a man. He's a man. He has everything a man has. But he's a baby. So when we got born again, we were born again as 
children of God, sons of God, but we're babies. So we don't have the full glory of God resident. So the initial Holy Spirit you have is not the spirit of wisdom. It's not the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It's just called the Holy Spirit. But then, you begin to grow to appreciate the glories in God. The different anointings. The problem we have is language, words. How do you call the spirit of the spirit? So charismatic choose anointing. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. When he pours or sheds forth his spirit or his power on you, how do you call it? How do you call the spirit of the spirit? You call it by the specific purpose and work that that particular anointing or energies or spirit that flows from the Holy Spirit, the specific thing is supposed to do, that is the name you call it. All right, I gave this example the last time and it was a beautiful example. Now, milk is the most complete food according to science. That is why for six months, please do breast milk exclusively. The water you are giving the baby is in the milk. The lactogen you want to give the baby, you have a better one in the milk. Every nutrient, every mineral, every vitamin is in milk. But because milk is the jack of all trade, it is the master of none. So, if you are bleeding right now, there's a vitamin that can stop the bleeding. It can cause your blood to clot and stop the bleeding. It's called vitamin K. You find it in green leaves. But a baby can chew vitamin K. The baby can't take the green leaves. The only thing the baby can take is milk. So he has a little bit of the vitamin K in the milk. But it's not significant enough. So when you start to grow, you are wind off milk to go for the specific vitamins and nutrients. So I know I need carbohydrate, I need energy. So I go for, you know, kinky and uh, oh, I like you. Are you here? That's how it is. So everybody who had a Holy Ghost, as in just Holy Spirit, that is the milk. But when you start to grow, you move from just the Holy Ghost to the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of supplication and grace. The spirit of might. That's dominion. You can use the anointing to do things. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. So now you go into the spirit looking for specific things now from the holy spirit are we here before we continue that let's look at it so the holy spirit is the anus the down payment until the redemption of the purchased possession until the full thing our whole inheritance is the whole glory of god the fullness of god not just a little part of the holy spirit not just the milk where you have a little bit of everything no but while we have fullness. When Jesus was leaving, he said, you go preach the gospel to every creature. 
And then he said, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Now, what Jesus had in mind was not to start another theological debate on whether to baptize people in the name of the Lord, as was done in the book of Acts, or to, as you put the person into the water, you should say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The words are not even as important as the Spirit. Now, you understand baptism, it was not a religious word. Many of the words we use in the Bible, originally, were not religious words. They were either business words, or they are legal words. Redemption, those of you into real estate, you know how to deem a property. And to redeem a property. To deem a property is to own it. And to redeem is to own it again. God owned us and we fell off. I mean, he lost us. And then he redeemed, he re-owned us. Now, justification is a legal term. Many of these terms we use in the Bible are legal terms. Baptism also was not a religious word. Those guys who used to trade in tar and dye, they were using that language. You take the cloth and you bapto it. The word is baptizo from the root word bapto, which means dip the cloth, dip it into the dye, into the liquid. And what happens is that the word is immersed. If I should immerse this my nice dress, oh, into the dye instantly, this cloth will take the color of the dye. So he's saying, I want you to immerse the people completely into God. While the people actually are immersed fully into God, they take all the nature, all the attributes, all the glory of God, and then immerse them fully into the sun. Let them be like Jesus in every way. And then immerse them completely into the Holy Ghost. Well, are they different? Well, they are different persons, but the same essence. So why do we need a different experience in Jesus, a different experience in the Holy Ghost, and different experience in God? It's simple. The reason for the Trinity is for the full realization of glory. At the level of the Father, there are things that we cannot appropriate. You need to understand that in God the Father, there's no humanity at all. Though he's a person, there's no human element. But in Jesus, we have the fullness of deity and humanity. He's God and man at the same time. So there's no way we could have been what we are even dreaming of becoming, if not for Jesus. Because there's no way a man could be God, except it happened in the incarnation. And it happened in the person of the Son. And when Jesus rose to heaven, he rose to heaven as man. The Bible says there's only one mediator between God and man. The man, Jesus Christ. So we have God who is also man. Jesus said there are things I want to tell you, but you can't bear them now. But when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth comes, the reason for the Trinity, why we have three persons, is so that we can have a revelation of the glory of God. And so we can appropriate the glory of God. We can assess it. So every time when a father came into the son, you know, God was in Christ. Then we are able to 
appropriate what we couldn't in God. Because God is invisible and he dwells in an unapproachable light which no eye has seen or can see. You cannot access God. It's as simple as that. It became only possible through Jesus. It's like trying to access electricity directly without the transformers. The high tension. You say you want to use it to cook. Or you want to use it to boil your water. Or you want to use it to light your 60 watts bulb. It's equal to death. You and the bulb or you will die. But Jesus made God. You know, that's why somebody puts it this way. That Jesus is the eatable part of God. He became the bread of life. Now we can take God in bite sizes. I explained to you here before that my spiritual father taught me a very important lesson when I was a young man. He said, Manasseh, you see this bread? If you force it down your throat, you can even die. But if you break the bread into pieces, you can finish the whole loaf. So that's what God did in the Trinity to break himself down a little bit. Amen. So in the Holy Spirit, finally, we have the fullness of God. But he doesn't come to you at new birth as the fullness of God. Your faculties can handle that yet. Your capacity can handle that yet. In fact, all you do is to drink milk. You get full of the Holy Ghost and that should be enough to take care of you. But then, you need... You see, initially, you just believe without understanding. But there is an understanding dimension to faith. But initially, you don't have understanding yet. How many of us really got born again because we really say we understand the whole thing? No. But then after a while, you must begin to get grounded in the things you have believed. You must firmly grasp. We said the word comprehend is the same as apprehend. You must be able to lay hold, have a grasp, a grip grasp you must be able to go around initially just a little bit but after what you must be able to put your arm all around it you must go around it you must have a full comprehension so initially it's just the holy ghost but then as you access the holy spirit you find the spirit of knowledge what does the spirit of knowledge do the spirit of knowledge gives you knowledge what kind of knowledge okay we're going to read it Look at the next verse, uh-huh. verse 15. Wherefore also, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord and love to all the saints, it means you're already born again, uh-huh. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, uh-huh. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let's just stop there. God should give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, which means that you can be born again have the Holy Spirit and still not have the spirit of wisdom and revelation yet. How do you get it? How did these guys get it? Paul prayed for them. Paul prayed for them. You see, there's nothing as important as the teaching of the word of God and prayer for the saints as a man of God. Now, the people are born again. They are children. So now you begin to pray that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? Because they already have everything. But now they must be able to discern 
what they already have when you have christ in you, you have everything you have the wealth you have the riches you have the health you have the wisdom you have everything but how to access these things so you need a spirit of revelation look at what the spirit of revelation does what does the spirit of wisdom and revelation do the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him it makes you to know the lord are you here and then look at the things that will happen when somebody has the spirit of wisdom and revelation you see the colon there uh-huh, in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understandings are enlightened all of a sudden the eyes of your understanding are enlightened your mind is flooded with light illumination Boom. So some of the things you used to hear, you just grow above them. In this church, we don't pray some prayers. I was telling my brother today, every spirit in my father's house, every spirit in my mother's house, we are above that. We have revelation. We are lifted far above principality and power. Those things, they are, they are... All of a sudden, you know you are healed. You've been healed 2,000 years ago, but revelation will put into your hands what is yours what is available that you may know what is the hope of your calling you know why you are called the spirit of wisdom and revelation makes you to know the hope of your calling you can't backslide because you know the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints the riches of god's inheritance is in you but you need to know that God's riches is not hiding in any box in heaven. The riches of God, they are all in you. But your eyes must be open to see it. Otherwise, you sell your destiny cheap. You sell your destiny cheap. Somebody will entice you with words. He will take you captive by words. Like Satan said to Eve, if you eat the tree, your eyes will be open, you'll be like God. The person was already created in the image of God. What are you talking about? You become a slave to every teaching. Now, then he says, and what is the riches of the glory of his in the saints? Next verse. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What the spirit of revelation and wisdom will do is that it will make you to know the hope of your calling. What is the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? You know the exceeding greatness, the extent, the measure of power dispensed or exerted when God raised Christ from the dead. That energy that was released into us. So you know your purpose, you know your worth, and you know your power. Now, this is what the spirit of wisdom and revelation is supposed to do. If you go to Colossians 1, 9, there's a prayer there that is similar to this. But once the Ephesians prayer talks about the spirit of wisdom, that one just simply says, you should be filled with wisdom. Now, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that he might be filled with with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let's take our time and break this down. What's the difference between the Ephesian prayer and this one? With the prayer Paul prayed for the Ephesians, he was praying that they would receive the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation. To do what? What will it do? It will simply give them knowledge and wisdom. Are you getting me? So that they will have what? Knowledge and wisdom. Of what? Of God or of the will of God. Are you here? But this one is saying that I'm praying that you should be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. After you have the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, the purpose of the spirit is to make you to be filled with the knowledge of God. So you have this man called Jesus with all the spirit of God upon him, which I read. And the Bible says it makes him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He says that the man just knows the will of God at any time. Go to Colossians 1.9. I'm praying for you and desire that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. Say that I might be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that English shouldn't beat you. He's just saying that ultimately, what the spirit of wisdom and spiritual understanding will do is it will make you to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. How important is the knowledge of the will of God? I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that everything you see in life has a purpose. And ultimately, only one counsel will prevail. Everything will go in the direction God intends it to be. The way God designed life was according to his eternal purpose. That everything that conforms to his purpose is beautiful. It will praise in his glory. So our wisdom will be to find the will of God. And align. Everything else is vanity. Everything else will waste. Everything else will fade away. Only those who do the will of God. Because the will of God endureth forever. When Jesus came on earth, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience through the things he served. Why did Jesus have to learn obedience? Because nothing works except the will of God. So in the days of his flesh, he had to learn how to do the will of God in this body. Why was Jesus so successful? It was because he was doing the will of God. And to do the will of God, he had to find the will of God. Or he must have the ability to do the will of God. And the Bible says, it is God which worketh in us. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That spirit that works in you to both will and to do. is these spirits we are talking about. Because these seven spirits of God will make you of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. What this spirit will do is that all these spirits will end up producing the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is the desire and the delight to do God's will and to obey him. Last Monday, 
I said, you have to encounter the authority of God. For the rule of Christ to be established in your life. The knowledge of the sovereignty of God. And the rulership, ultimate rulership of God. That knowing produces what we call the fear of the Lord. And it is the fear of the Lord that makes you want to do the will of God. That is what keeps you in obedience. That's what keeps you under the rule of Christ. That's what establishes the rule of Christ over your life. The fear of the Lord is the prerequisite for the will of God to be done. Anybody who insists on the will of God or on the purpose of God, that becomes his wisdom. So what we are saying is that the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, all this will produce the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and it's also the end of wisdom. Why? Because the fear of the Lord keeps you under God's purpose. It keeps you submitted to the will of God. The Bible says that the carnal man is not subject to the will of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Christ dwells in you. So the spirit of Christ that dwells in you keeps you in subjection to the will of God. But that spirit is actually the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It is a reverence for God where nothing matters but the will of God. What happens is that the more of these spirits you experience, the more you have an addiction for the reverence of God. In other words, they translate into a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Your wisdom is guided by the fear of the Lord. Amen. Last Monday, I started a series on the life of the master. And we said that Jesus knew that nobody takes this honor upon himself except he that is called of God as was Aaron. The priesthood is not something you can presumptuously assume except he that is called of God as was Aaron. So Christ glorified on himself to be a high priest. But the same person said to him, thou art my son. He waited for that same person to tell him that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. We agree that in the realm of the spirit, everything has to be authorized. It's a knowing that a carnal man or the young believer doesn't have. Because he doesn't have the spirit of the Lord resting upon him yet. And the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord is not working yet. The spirit of the fear of the Lord is not working yet. He has the Holy Spirit, but he's not baptized into the... He's not immersed, completely filled with the spirit of the fear of the Lord yet. He has it in a measure. That's why he's serving God. But he cannot work his salvation with fear and trembling. Paul said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I don't preach the gospel because I choose to preach. Woe is me. That's a man under the fear of the Lord. That's what keeps you in the will of God. That's what keeps you in check. So you don't misbehave. Now, so the Bible says Jesus waited for God to authorize his priesthood. And when he waited, he got a priesthood, not after the Levitical order. 
He got a priest after the order of Melchizedek. If you wait for God to speak, if you wait for God to choose for you, you always have the ultimate. You remember how Lord lifted up his eyes and chose? It looked beautiful, but he chose the land where there were Sodomites. The land is a blue green, but he chose the wrong place. He followed his eyes. But as soon as he was departed, God said to Abraham, look at the left, right, up, down, north, south. As far as your eyes can see, I give to you. Amen? So, the Bible says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong cries and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and he was heard in that he feared. The fear here is the fear of the Lord, the reverential fear. Now, Jesus was so humble. He never wanted to miss God. So he would cry. Strong cries and tears. I just want to be in the will of God. And the Bible says he was heard in that he feared. The continuation actually says that though he were a son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who believe. Why would Jesus learn obedience? He's God. That should tell you the sovereignty of God's purpose. He didn't come to do his will. I'll tell you something about the Holy Spirit later. There's just one thing the Holy Spirit does, the will of God, nothing else. He won't even say what he wants to say. What he hears, that's what he reports. That's how serious it is. The Holy Spirit will never tell you anything except what Jesus said. Now, we're talking about the will of God and the purpose of God and we're conforming to it. And that becomes our wisdom and that becomes our success. But these things happen as the Holy Spirit gives us the spirit of wisdom and revelation or the spirit of the knowledge of God or the spirit of the fear of the Lord. But whatever it is, it must all culminate in the fear of the Lord. Quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. A discernment that is informed by the fear of the Lord. Your wisdom is just to be in the will of God. Paul said, when I came among you, I didn't want to know anything except Christ and him crucified. He said, my gospel was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I want your faith to rest in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You are leaving this service tonight with a prayer. The addiction Jesus had for the will of God was a product of the fear of God. You're going to ask for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That will guarantee your wisdom because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But what it will also do is that it establishes the lordship of God over you. You see, when you have the fear of the Lord, you have the spirit of the Lord. Because God rules, you are under the rulership of Christ. When you have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, you will have the spirit of wisdom. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom.
it becomes your everything. Amen? The carnal man is not submitted to the will of God, neither indeed can it be. You know, many times we think the problem is we are not powerful enough. That's not a real problem. The thing is, we are not yielded enough. And we are you're not yielded because we don't even understand. I decide to come to this church and when I want to leave, I leave. The guy doesn't understand. I choose to be in this church so I can decide to go. He's not under any authority. He's not under the authority of Christ and he won't be under your authority as a pastor. He doesn't even understand what is happening yet. My life is not my own. You don't know that when you don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You don't know it. You don't have the luxury of doing whatever you want. Because you are called according to purpose. Predestined. Foreordained. Foreknown. Called. Justified. The other guy doesn't have to pray about who to marry. But you have to pray about who to marry. The other guy doesn't have to wait for his time. Jesus said to his brothers, so you, every time is your time. My time is not up. No, I'm not here just to do to what I like. I'm here on an assignment. So it has to be. God said to Moses, see that you do this according to the pattern I show you. If you are building for yourself, go ahead and build for yourself. But if you are building for me, it has to be according to the pattern of what I show you. And he was warned the sea. Initially, every time you have to inquire of the Lord. But after you are filled with the knowledge of his will, you don't have to go and be inquiring. The will of God is in your heart. Your sacrifice is no longer even what you give. The sacrifice is you, the whole body. You are living sacrifice. You are on the altar. Hallelujah. All right. So the prayer is simple. I want you to go back and get all the series. I taught on Ruach Adonai, the spirit of the Lord. It's a word, the spirit is Lord. There's liberty. And he was talking about the glorious liberty of the sons of God. All the inhibitions to our manifestations are removed. When the Holy Spirit becomes Lord. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Lift up your hand. Why do we choose the way of the world? We are hustling. Charlie, we want a breakthrough. And we borrowed all kind of words from the world as if we are unbelievers trying to hustle and break through. God has a plan for you and you find it and you move in it. Everything is in there. All the provisions are in it. It's not about trying to break through. That's carnality. But you see, sometimes we borrow 
worldly words so much that some even become not just jargons but customs in the charismatic church and people think that everything that happens in the charismatic church is biblical what God wants you to do is to be submitted to his will did you realize that even Jesus even at a time when he was he was fully aware of his father's assignment and he told his parents why are you looking for me don't you know that I have to be of my father's business do you know the Bible says he followed the parents and submitted to them then he increased in wisdom he had wisdom but until he was submitted he couldn't increase in wisdom he knew what he was supposed to do but it was not time he had 18 more years he was going to start his ministry at 30 he was not ready amen now I want you to start praying that order my steps but the most important thing is not even just God leading you to do the right thing now look at me you know how people can confuse the means with the end honey God is not just interested in you being successful he would have kept you in heaven there's something he wants to instill in you so it's not just God I want prophetic direction then you get prophetic direction then you break through no, God actually wants the discipline of being under him. Knowing his will and staying under his will. That's how come some of you are in a hurry to just hear a word from God so that you take a step and then be successful and God say, well, that's not what I want. If you learn obedience, you can create many successes. So, right now, we are not just praying about God. Show me the next step. It's okay, but it's better to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Because there are so many steps anyway. That's why I warned you to stop going from prophets for Akwanchire and direction. It's absolutely not important. Unnecessary. Because after he gives you the direction, he must give you the next one and 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 give you the next one. But that's Old Testament. Prophet, are you saying you don't prophesy to people? I do. But I'm not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth and you are supposed to be filled with the knowledge of his will and my last statement every experience in the holy ghost gives you one of the spirits every major experience encounter the baptism of the holy ghost gives you the holy ghost but he said you shall be baptized with the holy ghost and with fire if it's the same thing he wouldn't have said the holy ghost end with fire you would have seen the holy ghost the one you receive is the holy ghost but the second experience where the holy ghost gives you the spirit of power or might 
Even zeal is a spirit. Amen. Let me see how many people here can fast. You know, it's not everybody who can fast, but you can fast small, not plain. You can fast small. Can you fast small? All right, so I'm going to put you on a one-week fast from 6 to 3 o'clock. Is that okay? I'm not declaring a fast for the church. I'm just asking you to do it. Is that okay? Okay, those of you who cannot do 6 to 3, you can do 6 to 12. Amen? In fact, even 6 to 9 is allowed. But 6 to 8 is not allowed. That's too short. Lactating mothers will do 6 to 9. And pregnant women. Then the rest that are on medication, you do up to 12. Then the rest of us who can fast. What are we praying for? We are praying for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Your holiness can never be complete without the fear of the Lord. Because see, there are some things that are not sins. As in being spelt out in scripture that is a sin. But the fear of the Lord will teach you. Actually, when you start growing, you don't measure sin by adultery, fornication, uh, stealing, uh, murder, uh, envy, jealousy. No, no, no. It's about the things the Lord tells you and what you did about them. The commitment to obedience and where you are in God's purpose. Open your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit for just a minute. You are the reason. Pick up the song for me. Let's close. Speak in the spirit, speak in the Why spirit. I sing to you. You are the reason I'm alive today. I am here to stay. It's all because of you. You are the reason why I lift my head. Why I lift my voice Why I sing to you You 
the reason I'm alive today. I am here to stay. It's all because of you. You are the reason. You are the reason. I find your wheel and I do it. I find the wheel of God and I do it. I live in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why I lift my voice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why I sing to you. The will of God is progressive. You are the reason why I'm alive today. So it's not just something you do. I it's a state. To it's all because of you. Open your mouth and speak in tongues. Holy Spirit, work in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. More than that, I want to be filled with a knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am here to say it's all because of you. I want you to be on your feet. Colossians 1 9. Now, the young believer will pray to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But you, you will pray to be filled with the Spirit of Wisdom. That's the difference. The young believer will ask, Lord, what do you want me to do? The mature believer will ask, I want to be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, those words are on purpose. You see, you can know the will of God, but it's a different thing to be filled with the knowledge of the will of God in all wisdom. Two believers can have the same revelation into the will of God, but they may do it differently. That's why he said in all wisdom. How you handle it. How you handle the situation. Two of us can have the same situation. Same spiritual case. But you may decide to handle yours according to the law. And I will decide to handle mine according to love. Okay, so this is where we are. I want to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. We want that. 
Are you sure? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Stretch your hand towards the altar. And just keep your eye on that scripture. I want to be filled. I want to be filled. I want to be filled. I want to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. I want to be filled. I want to be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want to be filled with the knowledge of God. And that is what we're going to be fasting and praying with. You fast up to 12 or 3 o'clock. Just this prayer. I promise you, something will happen to your life. This is the secret to Jesus' life. He was filled with the knowledge of God's will. So God said about him, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He does my will. Open your mouth and pray. 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 Lord, I pray for myself and I pray for the church. Every one person that will be filled with the knowledge of your will. That will be filled with the knowledge of your will. That will be filled with the knowledge of your will. Believe and pray. You are the reason I'm alive today. In all wisdom. 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 You are the reason. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why I lift my voice. Why I sing to you? You're the reason of my life today. You are the reason I am alive today. I am here to say it's all because of you. In the name of Jesus, receive what you're asking for. In the name of Jesus, receive what you're asking for. Receive, receive the spirit of wisdom, the knowledge of the Lord, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Receive, thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 You are the reason. You are the reason. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are the reason. Thank you, Jesus. lift up your hands we're closing holy spirit introduce us into the deep things of god 
having made known to us the mystery of his will reveal your will to us not just that may we be filled with the knowledge of your will lord what pleases you the most every one of us we have our path we have our lane we have our calling we have our destiny and what pleases you the most plant us at the center of the will of god may your will be in our heart to do thy will O god 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 thank you father thank you father in the name of jesus please be seated there's a generation of people god is raising i'm telling you that are in the will of god that are in the will of god and you are those people in god's purpose and god's will ah thank you jesus 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 Lord, in this place, we have men who you have called into ministry, doing exactly what you're born for. Men who are moving to places you want them to move into because that's your purpose for them. Families that have found your purpose. Husband and wives that have found your will. Children that have found your will. Lord, every one of us. From our education to our vocation to our relationships and to doing the will of the master we give you thanks lord now i declare where god has always wanted you to be may you be in that place he establish you in Jesus name thank you father in Jesus name amen